do paintings and I, I play classical piano every single day. It helps me relax and I sit at the piano and improvise and I've been doing that since I was eight years old. But my family used to think when I was younger that I would outgrow some of my weirdness. But no, it's still there. I like to try to take everything with like an optimistic approach first before having like a panic attack. So writing scripting episodes helps me calm down and it's almost like a reset button. Creativity in general. That's Mike Vardal, creator of a show called Vardalia Onions. In April of 2020, Mike started a YouTube channel writing and performing skits with his four kids. Mike's here to talk about how creativity curbs anxiety for his family and himself and how to tap into your unbridled childlike sense of joy. This minimalist wants more. The Enough Isn't podcast is about having enough already. For more, visit IamEnoughIsn't.com. Hello and welcome to the Enoughism podcast. Hey Mike, so tell me about your channel and where did the name Vardalia Onions come from? Our channel is called Vardalia Onions. That's because my name is Mike Vardal and we have four kids, my wife and I. And one of the kids was in seventh grade, I believe at the time. And one of the teachers couldn't remember her last name or just couldn't pronounce it right. So he just kept calling her Vardalia Onions because, you know, it's, it has our name in it <laughs> with the IA. He just kept calling her, hey, Vardalia Onion, Vardalia Onion. And this is back in March of 2020, actually, right before the pandemic started. And during this time is also when my kids got more on social media. And this particular kid, our name's Alyssa, had TikTok and was watching Megan Thee Stallion do uh, I'm a Savage in that trend that's going around. And I don't know if I misunderstood the words or made it funny about it on purpose, but I used to walk around saying, I'm a salad, lettuce, carrots, and some radish. And they're like, you should record that. And I'll put it up, and I'll put it up on YouTube. It's funny. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to. I don't even know how to use YouTube. So finally, we made a little skit out of it. I paid piano, wore a green wig. I have anxiety issues. I don't like being on camera. So I wore a green wig because, hey, it wasn't me playing the piano and singing. It was, hey, wherever this dude is. So yeah, it's a character. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually our, our first YouTube video. It has over 7,000 views right now. It's actually was doing pretty good. And when you upload to YouTube, it says, pick a channel name. I'm like, what the heck is a channel name? Because you know, I've never used it before. I'm like, I got to pick a name. Is it permanent? Is it, can I change it? I don't know. So I just went with, oh, okay, Verdalia Onion. No, Verdalia Onions, because maybe my whole family would help out. So it just kind of typed it out really quick and, and just kind of went with it, you know. So in the beginning, it was just me doing music parodies, other short comedy skits. Slowly, my kids or wife got involved in some of the, the skits and singing and a little bit here and there, so mostly my channel, until we had a skit in October of 2020 called Dogs of Town Hall Meow Mix, which I want to explain. <laughs> we were listening to the radio, country channel, and the band Old Dominion was on, and they're saying how they recorded their entire album with uh, meows instead of singing. So, like, the song One Man Band became meow, 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 meow. And it was really freaking annoying. And I said, you know, this is annoying, but if I was a dog, I'd be offended by this. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> so I took some stuff to animals i set them up in a chair to make it look like an auditorium which ended up being the town hall actually and i wore a dog mask and my actual daughter the, the three-year-old was in it but she had no talking lines yet and basically we were saying you know we're writing a letter to old dominion saying we're offended by this the dogs the cats are mean to us no they don't understand us and the song should really go like this so i sat at the piano and played by going 
<laughs> and it, it was actually pretty funny, but it, the video did really, really well. Like, so when January hit, I was just sitting in bed and I'm thinking, maybe I should do more with dogs. That was probably the best video that got, you know, I had the most subscribers. It was easy to make and I was had more characters in it. So when January came about, I'm like, you know, I can make dogs talk. You know, I, I use an app and I make the animals lips move and heads move. And now we actually have full, full storylines with them with my three-year-old. Actually, she just turned four. Her name is Avery. She plays the leader of the pack. So it actually came out by chance. So now the episode with Old Dominion, we call the Dogs of Town Hall pilot episode. And the episode that came out in January called Leader of the Pack is episode one. And we're almost done filming episode 11. And we already have three specials that are done. Wow. You're a content <laughs> mogul. I love it. It's inspiring. It's just kind of like, you know, it's a hobby, but, but we enjoy it. And partly what I wanted to talk about is a lot of it was just me, myself in the beginning, because my kids are also really, really uncomfortable on being in camera. But when I saw, you know, that I could have talking dogs and you don't have to show your face, you just, you know, I use my voices. After episode one, Leader of the Pack, they wanted to do voice, voice certain dogs. You know, they all kind of pick their own dogs. That they did a voices and it helped them with being comfortable with themselves, to, uh, telling jokes online, being their own personality. The dogs actually have their own personalities, well, for the, for the most part. So it's definitely helped them you know, come out of their shell. And then slowly now they're like, well, I want to show my face on camera. So there's one episode where my daughter, Adriana, she was 11. She's the, uh, I don't even know what she is actually. She's just kind of, she's, she's a bell, like an actual bell that turns into a, a, a princess. But she's not like Belle the princess, so it's kind of complicated. But, but you know, she was glad to have her own face in that. My daughter, Alyssa, was a package delivery. My, my son, Addison, he's 18 now, but he's the worst one with anxiety and stuff. He doesn't even like his, his name mentioned, but we'll keep that a secret. So I was filming an episode, and he goes, no, I want to play a part. I want to be on camera. I go, you never want to be on camera, and that's fine. He goes, no, I want a part in this episode. I go, I don't have anything left. He goes, you have nothing. I said, no, I have the Queen of Hearts, because it's Alice in Wonderland or Avery in Wonderland. He goes, yeah. fine, I'll do it. I go, you're going to be the Queen of Hearts. So he took one of my, my wife's dresses, and I, I bought him a Queen of Hearts big giant hat that he wears in that episode. It's actually episode number three. And he, he uses his normal voice and stuff, but he's actually a really really good part <laughs> well what you're talking about reminds me of my improvisational theater background so I used to be terrified of being on stage yeah. and I thought improv theater so interesting because I wasn't myself I was an old woman on the sea you know fighting to get my pancake breakfast or something it was everything was beyond my self there's a reason why businesses use improvisation as a strategy to help people get to know each other better because you're kind of losing your identity. Um, in meditation, there is a, a form of therapy that people use. It's for people who have suffered really severe trauma where they actually work to change your identity completely. It's a really powerful form of therapy. So just imagine all yeah. of a sudden you live in a new apartment, you have a new wardrobe, you have a new name, you're working on a new career and the, the switch flips and all of a sudden you're more comfortable in yourself. So yeah, like the acts, like you said, of putting on a wig and all of a sudden you feel more comfortable and you feel more free. There's something to that. I think it's, I think it's powerful. Yeah, Cause in the house, I'm, I act myself all the time, obviously, but out in public, like I can be quiet. I can, you know, we can be in a social situation and I don't say a single word. 
it's like I go, I go home and I don't shut up. So it's, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't, but if I was at a party, you know, wearing wig being someone else, I, I probably would be, you know, Vidalia Onion or, or whatever they would call me. <laughs> yeah. How do but, you um, think making this show has changed your family dynamic and how do you think it's helping your kids and yourself just be better? Well, it definitely did make us a lot closer, actually, because now it's a now it's a family hobby. It's not just me. The whole family helps us script. Usually, I would write an episode and have the family review it. You know, add a line here, add a line here. But with episode nine, I believe it's called episode ten. Avriella, my daughter Adriana, she's eleven, wrote the entire episode herself. And and honestly, she handed it to me, and I and I thought I was going to stink. I'm like, oh, I kid writing. How good is it going to be? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I think you know, I changed stupid things like her spelling, and and you know, <laughs> maybe a line here and there because you know, like someone sometimes could be offensive because we we're weird. So I'll, I'll change certain things here and there. And yeah. that episode came out really good. And then my daughter Alyssa's like, well, I want to write one. Well, if you want to write episode eleven, then go ahead which she did, and it was also actually really good. And that's the one we were um, filming today. That's called The Stray, about a, about a stray dog that everyone thinks is a puppy, a sweet little puppy, but it's really a 52-year-old woman who's a complete snot to everybody. <laughs> She's like, I'm not a little puppy. You know, those are my cookies. <laughs> so now they're they're writing that. And as a matter of fact, one of the kids right now is working on a two-part episode right, right this moment. Um, they wanted to get into more singing because they can sing. I mean, I can't. I have videos of it and it sucks, which is why people like it. So as a family together, we're working on a musical, which probably won't be out until ne- next year. But you know, it's called Dogs of Town Hall, the musical where the dog Butters, her name is Butters. She orders cookies and her favorite, favorite kind of cookies. She gets them every month, but they're missing. She can't find them. So she sings these really this really super sad song how the cookies are missing and uh, she's so depressed about it and then these happy songs when she finds them and these, uh, d- there's a rap called um, Cookies in the Hood. <laughs> and, uh, it's because one of the dogs is wearing a, wearing a hoodie and the hoodie's in front and the cookies are inside the hoodie. So it's a cool name with raps on Cookies in the Hood but it's really about a hoodie but that's with cookies in it which was actually my wife's idea because she's kind of like the silent one in, in, in this as far as writing. So but it helped everyone you know, find new hobbies. Um, we're all working together as a team. Since quarantine started in general, we're closer as a family because we you know we play more games together. We do more walks together. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be a uh, better father for the most part. I work remotely now. I switched careers. I, I work in computers, but now I'm finally staying home so I can stay home with them. They'll be in school, but you know, at least I'm around. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I, used to, I used to work an hour and a half away from my house. And it was really, really long days. And it wasn't until, you know, Corona started. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm, missing, I'm missing their games. I'm missing their dance recitals. I need to do something. So when we started this YouTube channel, part of it was, hey, we'd really like to make an income. You know, it'd be cool to replace my income, but any kind of income would be so I can be home with them more, which was you know, one of the main purposes of Dogs of Town Hall and also to help with our anxiety issues and educate kids on other things such as the ABCs. Uh, the new episode my daughter wrote called The Stray is about having manners. So <laughs> it's going along pretty well. Were your parents and your wife's parents, were they supportive of creativity? Do you think that's kind of where you got the bug to pass um, it on? No, my, my parents really aren't creative at all. They don't <laughs> do, do much of any of that kind of stuff, but pretty much the same for, for my wife's family. I'm, I'm just weird, I guess. <laughs> I do paintings and, and that kind of stuff. And I, I play classical piano every single day. It helps me relax. And I sit at the piano and improvise. And I've been doing that since I was eight years old. 
but no one else in my family was doing that. Well, my grand my grandmother was, that's true. But my parents say all the time, you know, oh, your dad's the mailman, your dad's the milkman. Well, <laughs> whoever it is, they did a good job. So, yeah, and it's just you know, my personality. And they used to think when I was younger that I would, I would grow some of my, I don't know if you want to call it weirdness, but I'll, I'll grow it. But no, it's still there. It probably probably stronger you know if i have to be serious on something I, I will but i like to try to take everything with like an optimistic approach first before having you know, like a panic attack so <laughs> yeah and the show definitely helps writing scripting episodes it helps me calm down um just like writing playing stuff on the piano helps me relax myself calm down and think so it's, it's helped me a lot yeah well, what you're doing yep. when your kids are writing scripts or when you're playing piano, you're kind of entering that flow state, right? Where your brain yeah. is just kind of flowing around and you're thinking about things and there's not so much stimuli. It's not like text message, email. It's more of like you just yeah, right. kind of thinking about stuff on your own terms. I think that's really powerful for people. Like we need more of that, way more of that. Yeah. I'll put the I'll put the phone down in a different room so I'm not not staring at it or doing any kind of media thing with it. A lot of times I like to write when I first wake up in the morning, which is like 5:30 a.m. or so, and I'll get stuck. It happens a lot. I get stuck on a certain part, and then just throughout the day, I like we won't even be home. I'm like, oh, that's an awesome line. It'll just be one single line, but I have <laughs> to have it in that episode. So I'll go on my phone. I have, I have a notepad in my phone that I add. We were school shopping just a few days ago, and we're in on one of those clothes stores, and just out of nowhere, that's an awesome line. Like, I just kind of, like, heard it in my head. That's an awesome line. <laughs> I can't even remember what it is right now. But I, I remember writing it down in my phone. It says, so-and-so says, and so-and-so says back. Don't know what episode it'll be in, but it'll be in something. <laughs> I love that's that. That's kind of how things come together. I'll go back and then I'll read these ideas. And, you know, I still have ideas in my phone. Like, I wrote down months ago. <clears throat> I still never did anything with it. But in February, I wrote down, make an episode of The Floor is Lava. Because a lot of kids watch The Floor is Lava <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Which I still never did something with, but one day I will look at it and say, okay, I'll write it today. <laughs> we just finished episode 11, it's, it's almost done, and I don't even have anything for 12 yet. Like, nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But it will probably tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like how I plan out my podcast that's episodes. Just... I have a list, and it's like four yeah. or five words, just some random thing where I'm like, oh, that's a great idea for a podcast. And then like three months later, I'm looking at the list and... <laughs> Maybe there's there's always something that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm sure it was a good idea. At the time, it was like, oh, I got to write this down. But then there's something where you think of it out of context, and it still holds true. And then that's the one you choose. And then yeah. like that, that's creativity. That's writing. Writing isn't so much just sitting at your computer typing until you're done. It's you have this like seed that gets right. planted and then you just kind of water it a little bit and all of a sudden it takes off. I just have to finish it. If I even start it, there's one episode, I think it's like the second episode I was writing it and I go, gosh, this sucks. This is horrible. And now it's kind of like, you know, one of people's favorite ones. It's like, I can't be too critical of myself. It used to take the first couple episodes, I'd film a scene and I'd film it like a million times because it's like, it's, it's good. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Now I was like, I film things no more than, than three times. That, that's it. Especially with Avery. If she doesn't say something right, we try three times and then we stop. I'm like, I'm using one of those scenes. I don't care that she changed the words. Sometimes she changes the words and it sounds even better. She'll change the words that we have to change the lines after it, but it's still even better. So I don't go back. I'm not too picky about it. It's just, I just have to get it 
complete instead of obsessing over it like I used to. But that's like a good life lesson, right? Yeah, like get like it out there and do it. Yeah, it's it's okay as is. You can't be too critical of yourself. No, because someone else watching it, they're seeing it for the first time. They're watching it as entertainment on their phone yeah. or on their laptop. They don't know that there were six other versions. That's the only one they see. And maybe they're noticing something different that you never thought about that they like, you know? Yeah. People would make comments, too, about, like, certain scenes. Like, I love the scene when this happened. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it did happen in something. That's interesting. <laughs> it wasn't the main part, but if that's your best part. What do you do with the comments and the feedback, especially because you do have kids in your show? Do you kind of read it and get more ideas? Do you reply back? I'll get comments. I usually post on, on Reddit and Facebook and Instagram. I reply to everybody within, like, two hours, I think it is, except for when I'm sleeping. And uh, most comments are positive. There, there's, there's some that I know can be negative and I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. It, the downside to it is sometimes they're positive and sometimes I still just don't care. <laughs> it's because I do it to spend time with the kids. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, but I didn't exactly make it for you. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. So the, the comments don't kind of roll off my back. I know, say like, um, in my wife's case, she has a YouTube channel too, where she does cleaning hacks and organizing tricks and some really cool stuff like that. And she has anxiety worse than I do, but she, she's she been putting herself on camera and showing her face there and, and, and I'm talking. And she, I know she's uncomfortable, but she gets a lot of positive feedback. But if she gets one feedback where it says, mm, your your voice, I say though, so like your voice could be annoying. She'll be talking about it like a year later. Remember they said my voice was annoying? Not they. One idiot said it a year ago and everyone else says, some people said, they're, I love your voice so much. You should be uh, one of those, oh, what are they called? Kind of like meditation readers where like, today you had a great day. Those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, you know, like negative feedback, like really, really affects her when I'm just like, Hey, they just said my show sucks. I don't care. Then they don't have to watch it. And then I'll then they'll go back and watch another episode and give me another comment. Oh, thank you for watching it. Because every time you give me a thumbs down, it's, it helps the YouTube algorithm just as much to give me a thumbs up. So if it affected you that much that you have to give it a thumbs down, then at least I had a reaction. In you. I've noticed there are influencers on YouTube lately. They'll say, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Even if you don't like it, just do something. <laughs> And I think that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. you don't like what I have to say? And like, usually it's videos I've noticed where the content is, it's educational, it's informative. There's usually some kind of a mission, like whether it's a channel on like sustainability or like something to kind of just make people aware of an issue. But for whatever reason, I mean, it's the internet. Yeah. Like, what do they say? You can be the most delicious, juicy peach in the world. And there's someone who just doesn't like peaches and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> we actually made a free commercial for the company called the Peach Truck, as we just reminded me of. It's a short. We ordered uh, 50 pounds of peaches, and we sat there like, let's make a commercial for them and, and you know, hashtag it to them. <laughs> I was trying to get free peaches. Because the end of it says, and this is not a paid ad, and the dog goes, or is it? <laughs> That's good. So I try to make shorts, too, you know, for TikTok and, and things like that. Just you know, whatever we could think of. Like, even even that episode, you know, it's only a minute and a half long, but I did it in three hours in one day. Like we, my wife had the idea, I wrote it down really quick. We recorded it really quick, and it took probably longer to edit it than to do all that together. So three hours for a one minute TikTok is that for right? That, yeah, for that was for TikTok and for uh, wow, it's on YouTube too, actually. Yeah, the actual episodes 
let me write, it takes me about an hour or two to write an episode. It takes my daughter so far about an hour to write an episode, maybe longer. And then to do the recording, uh, since a lot of it is just photographs because I use uh, an animation app, the photographs take two to three hours maybe. You know, obviously I was working on it today, but this is the fifth day in a row that I've been, I've been editing on and off, an hour here, hour there. Yeah, like people see podcasts, like for example, like the Joe Rogan show, right? That's a really popular show. A lot of these big podcasts, they have teams of like 10, 20 people. They have sound editors and content uh, experts and engineers and marketing people. And like I do my podcast all by myself. It takes hours and hours and hours. People get excited about podcasts, for example. Anyone can go on Amazon, drop $2,000 on podcast equipment, get the microphones, get all the equipment, set it up. But then it's like, all right, well, what do you have to say? Why are you starting your podcast, you know? And there is a lot of content out there, but it's not all good. It's not all interesting. It's not all stuff that kind of changes people. Like you mentioned, you know, your show, it's like, it's written by kids. That alone is, it's unique and it's different and it's going to resonate with people. It does, yeah, because it's it's a little different. I mean, I know there's other talking dog shows, uh, but if you watch them, it's not like that. <laughs> you know, the yeah. show, I don't know if I said it on here, but it uses stuffed animals. It's the <laughs> stuffed animals that are talking. I mean, the dog Rusty was one of the first dogs that I ever had when this idea came about. That was one of the first dogs I was looking at, thinking about. And all Rusty is is Lady from Lady and the Tramp. It's just stuff that we already have in the house. Uh, dog named Samson I got when I was 15, when my real life dog, Black Labrador, uh, died. His name is Samson. And my dad got me the stuffed animal as a, as a comforter. So the animals actually like mean things to me too, for, for the most part. Some of them, one I got my wife on a Valentine's Day that we have. And so these are all just stuffed animals and they all have their own personalities. And then episode three, somewhere around there, a cat named Jasper joins them. I don't even know why I did that. I still don't know why I did that. But now everyone loved that cat so much about those comments that you're talking about, which did influence it. So now those, that cat is in almost every single episode, and he's the, the narcissist. He loves staring at himself and talking about himself and how great he is. <laughs> and people just love the different personalities that, that, these, that these animals have. Even Avery has her own personality, which I don't write. She just, she just says these things and, <laughs> and you know, does these things. The first episode was actually meant for adults. Uh, it wasn't even, I didn't even call it a kid's show yet at that time. Yeah. To close out, I, I am really curious. I, I want to go back to kind of how creativity and having an outlet just kind of helps you unwind and just just kind of be a better person and just kind of li- live to your potential, you know, live to your max. Yeah, I take a drive, listen to music, we you know, go for walks, hikes. Most of the time it's with my family, but, you know, you take care of your family and stuff, and sometimes you want your own time. And even if it's only for five minutes, like five minutes of, say, for me playing the piano, for instance, it just it erases everything from the day. It's just gone. Just because you're really thinking about nothing, you're just you're going kind of, going with your own moment and it's almost like almost like a reset button creativity in general my daughter adriana she draws so when she's really really stressed on something now she'll draw something oh she'll she'll paint something and, and i know it helps her relax because after that it's like no nothing, nothing happened and it's just i think it's important for everybody yeah okay take care of your family and stuff but you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of your family so if you need time out 
literally, you know, kids would get a timeout, take a timeout for yourself and just do something that, you know, you like. It doesn't even have to be something you've done before. I mean, I didn't make videos until I was 43 years old <laughs> when, I, when I started. I'm from 44 now, but yeah, I'm getting better at it, you know, and, and even if I suck at it, it still helps me feel better about myself. I love it. It's inspiring. <laughs> just going back again to what you said about kind of hiding your identity a little bit with like some costumes or talking through a puppet or through a stuffed animal. It's fun and it's escapism and it's escapism with your kids and you know, you're all kind of just playing together and there's beauty in that. Like even your little daughter, you kind of just let her say what she wants to say and just kind of be your own personality. They don't mind now, but sometimes it does. It depends on the day, actually. Avery would be like, can we record today? She'll just grab her mask or she'll grab her, her nose and her, her dog ears and just run around the house and play with it and do her own kind of role playing, which at first I was kind of like, oh, you're going to damage the mask. And I'm like, I don't care. You take the dog, do what you want. <laughs> I came, she came in the kitchen last week and says, no, daddy, come look or something. Come, come look at something. She took stuffed animal dogs, my stuffed animal cats, all my stuffed animal I have mice and those other things too that I haven't really used yet. And there's about 30 animals and she lined them all up like this huge giant army in the dining room and it was scary as anything. But she goes, look, I made my own dog show. It was really creepy. But but she's using her own role play now. So now she'll have a dog, talk to a dog. She'll mimic you know, the voices of whoever does the voice. And she's actually pretty good. So I think when she's older, she might even get her own dog where she can do some voice acting too instead of uh, physical acting. But so I see some of that in her that she likes. You now maybe she'll be an actress someday. Maybe she'll be a screenwriter. That's another new thing. Two of my kids, we all have IMDb, IMDb pages now, but I mostly just monitor mine and my two daughters, because they love doing script writing, and when they get older, they want to be either a script writer or an artist or somewhere along those lines. So I keep, you know, changing their page and, and updating it because they love they can they can Google their names and it says IMDb <laughs> with my name on it, you know, the, <laughs> wow. the internet movie database. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think when they go back to school, you don't know who I am. Just Google me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. You can say, yeah. hey, I've, I, whoever's bullying them, you can say, hey, I've been on IMDb since I was like six. Like, who are you? What are you talking about? Do you know who I am? Well, is there anything you want to close us out on? Well, mostly just don't be true to yourself. Find stuff that you enjoy and, and take care of yourself. On my side of things, just Google either Dogs of Town Hall or you could type in Vardalia Onions. They both, they both work. Sounds good. Thank you very much. You've reached the end of the Enoughism podcast. I'm your host, Yugen Bond. I'm a metaphysical author and have an ebook called Enoughism This Minimalist Wants More. Now on Amazon, featuring interviews and musings on meditation, yoga, and mindfulness. Thanks for listening, and remember, you're always enough just the way you are.